Welcome to Moneymaker, the podcast that gives you the tools to enrich your life in every sense of the word. I'm your host, Nelly Galan. Let's get started. I want to talk to you all today about school and learning and the value of school and learning and the non-value of school and learning. Um, And I say that because uh, as many of you know, I never finished school in a linear way like everyone else. I'm one of those, you know, I guess in today's world, it's, it may seem cool uh, because Stephen Jobs and Bill Gates and all these people quit school and I quit school to go into television. Not that I'm comparing myself to them. Uh, but then I went back to school many, many, many years later, not because I needed a degree or because I needed um, a paper for, you know, or, or any validation whatsoever. I went really as a healing tool for myself and to correct gaps that I felt I had in my education, in my um, maturity, in my sense of myself. Um, and I felt like there was unfinished business for me to do. So I am a big proponent of school and learning. Um, but we we do live in a world that is magical in that we have so many new ways to learn. And maybe sometimes the ways that we traditionally used to learn now seem outdated and not for every type of learner and every type of intelligence. And so I think all of this is important because so many of you ask me, you know, if I want to go into this field or that field or whatever, like, what should I study? And what should what kind of school should I go to? And do I need to go to an Ivy League school? And should I go to this expensive school? Or I don't know what I want to do with my life. What do I do? And then, and then I have other people that, you know, who have parents that are even privileged that have gone to private school their whole life. And now they apply to, you know, the Ivy League schools and they can't even get in. And um, so I want to tell you kind of my take on this whole thing, because I also think for those of you that don't have a lot of money and like school seems, you know, especially in this country, like so expensive and so, you know, unreachable, you know, I also want you to know that there is a value to school and sometimes uh, there there's ways to get a great education without spending so much money and that, you know, th- this weird obsession we have with like, oh my God, we got to get into the school. And, you know, almost like a, like a status symbol more than actually how do you get a great education? So I want to just put that out there because I just went through this whole thing with my kid and my kid just graduated from college. And I think we had a very pragmatic and wonderful way to think about school. And so I want to talk to you about it. I think that traditional school, first of all, is not for everybody. You know, I'm, I, I, I said in my book that, you know, when, when the last few generations have said, follow your bliss and the money will come and follow your bliss and everything will work out. And I'm very against that saying because that's a Joseph Campbell saying, but he didn't quite say that. They've cut like 90% of what that, you know, what that saying says. Um, and I think it's a very entitled first world way of looking at the world, which is that if you just do what you want, everything will everything will come to you. And I think that no one, if you were a singer in Afghanistan and you think you should be a famous singer, does that mean you're going to be a famous singer or you're going to get on American Idol? 
not everyone is living in the privilege of the United States. And I don't even think the United States is living in the privilege of the United States anymore. So I said in my book, uh, I think life is parallel tracks, mission and money, and money comes first. And what I meant by that is that you should have something that you love madly, and you should also have a track where you make money, and you should make money at what you're good at, not necessarily what you love. Now, sometimes what you're good at and what you love go together or intersect, but not always. I found this young guy just did a really great YouTube. His name is Palmer Lucky, and you may have heard of him because he was the founder of the Oculus Rift, which, you know, the, the, the whole Oculus thing, which is such a big technology. And he's been very controversial lately because he's like, listen, I tell all young tech people, don't go do what you love. Do what you're good at. And I, you can only imagine, I felt like, wow, that I, and I 100% agree with him. Because sometimes when you love something, you sometimes you don't have the distance to see that maybe you're not that good at it. Like you may think you're the greatest singer in the world. And unfortunately, nobody's told you, you're not really that good. And yet you're really good at math. And like me, I used to be really good at math. Like I would score really high numbers in math in high school. And in my impression of me, I hated math. Like I really despised math. And I'd be like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And so I could never think of a career that was mathematical in any way because I didn't like it. But, and I kept thinking that when I would score super high in math and like SAT scores, I thought that was a fluke. I guessed. And in fact, time showed me that I'm actually very mathematical. I'm also really musical. Like I could play instruments and I also, my mother made me play the piano and I hated it. And I was like, I can't wait to stop playing the piano. <laughs> but I was really good at it. And I was so good at it. I don't want not to brag, but by the time I was 11, I was doing concerts at Carnegie Hall and hating it. <laughs> it's really, I hated it. And finally, I told my mother one day, I'm not playing the piano anymore. I cut my nails. I mean, I had cut my nails and I wanted my nails to grow. And I'm like, I'm not playing the piano anymore. And I stopped playing the piano. And it's taken me many years to realize that my image of myself was completely wrong. That I'm actually really good at math, really good at music. And music and math tend to go together in the brain. And in hindsight, you know, I think to myself a lot. I mean, I went into TV and look, it went really well for me, so I can't complain. But I often think I really should have gone to Wall Street and been in finance <laughs> because I have a mathematical mind. So again, you know, we don't have, you know, back in the day, people that would be like, you know, counselors in school would tell you what to do. I was the only Latina in my school and my counselor said to me, I think you should go to FIT and study fashion. And I don't know, I really now think that that was like a whole profiling of me because I was Latina. Maybe you should, I, I don't even care about, I mean, I really don't care that much about fashion. But it's very interesting how then you create an image of yourself as something that is different than what you're good at. And what you're good at is going to take you to the Holy Grail. So I guess I ask you, when it comes to school, should you be thinking about 
a regular college? Should you, are you a technical person? Should you be going to a technical school? Are you more of an engineer and you don't know it because you know how to fix everything in your house and nobody has sort of told you that you're an engineer? I know for me as a minority and I know other minority kids, I don't think our parents are sitting there telling us what we're good at or telling us all this stuff. I am really a big proponent that if you don't know what to do, go to community college. I hire mostly kids from community college because I feel like those kids work really hard and are moldable and they're looking for their thing and I can help them find their thing. So I don't want you to think that, you know, this this way that they teach us, especially in this country, this linear thing that if you go, you got to find the right school, you got to get into the right school, you got to do this, you got to do that, or you're not going to make it is a bunch of BS. You know, I think one of the things no one's telling all of you, sometimes it's cheaper, for instance, to go to school abroad. There's so many great schools abroad that will give you the experience of a lifetime, that love to have American kids go there, that will help you. Nothing will teach you more, give you more culture or education than living outside of the country. I have lived in so many places outside of the country, and I think I learned more from doing that than anything else that I think you have to look outside of the box of like, do I go to a school that's just a really good school at this? Maybe they're not the most prestigious school. Maybe it's not the most expensive school. And then I go do, I go do things around the world in other languages and in other things that are going to bring more to me. I want you to all to think like that because I think we think in the United States we're in the center of a universe, that there is a linear path to success. And I feel that the people that do the greatest work in the world, none of them have had linear paths. They have obstacle courses for lives. And when you go with that, go with that obstacle course that takes you on a detour over here and a detour over here. And also, I want you to think about your money. And I don't think anybody's saying this to you guys. Do you want to, like I've gone, to, when I went back to psychology school and I got a doctorate and a master's. I went to school with all 23-year-olds, and I was in my 40s. And I was wondering, why are these kids spending $200,000 on a psychology degree when you're going to get paid $30,000 as a psychologist back then? Today, psychologists are the hot ticket. But you have to really also say, what is the career you're in, and how much is it going to pay? And is it worth that investment? You have to be thinking like that. And is it better to... Go to a school that's a little less expensive, but really focused on just that career and take and save that money so that you can start a practice, so that you can build a business, so that you can spend that money in other ways. And I just don't feel like anybody's saying this. And so I want you to think very much about school. And I think also for those of you that are older and that are like me. I want you to know that you live in a world where you can no longer think you went to school once. I don't care if you got a law degree, a master's, a doctorate, whatever, and think that your learning is over. You are going to have to go back to school many times in your life. And when I say that, maybe it's not traditional school. Maybe that you have to hire a tutor. It may be that you go on YouTube every day and watch a lot of people like I do. I learn every day. I am learning every time. 
I, first of all, I love to learn. I'd rather watch a brilliant person that's an expert. I feel like we live in a moment where people teach what they know and learn from other people what they know. And never has before this happened in history that we have the technology to do that. And I think that if we all stay stagnant, you know, with just what we know, you're not going to make it to the end of your life. And you will have to pivot many times in your life. And in those pivots, you're going to have to learn a whole new thing. And so this idea of school as something you do for 12 years and then is over is going to change a lot in the next 20 and 30 years. Maybe it's more of like we're going to do little bits of learning here and then do something and then do little bits of learning here and continue. Kind of like when you're a doctor and you have to go back and do continuing education. We're all going to have to do continuing education. School is a lifetime journey. And luckily, we can get that lifetime journey in different ways now and in ways that are more attached to our specific type of learning. And so back in the day, we didn't, you know, some kids, I feel so bad for so many kids that people thought, oh, that kid, and they'd call them dumb. And maybe that kid was a different type of learner and they were in a linear learning passageway that didn't work for them. And maybe that kid's a genius. Today, we know all these things. We know that there's these different ways of being intelligent. We value those different types of intelligence. We hire in companies diversely for those different types of intelligence. And we have to learn continually through our lives with those different types of intelligence. So I want us to think about the value of what you learn, where you learn, what you're learning. If you're not ready not to spend the money on that, how do, how do we value uh, where we're learning from? Is it just the learning? Some places you go to for the contacts. You go to Ivy League schools and you get contacts for life. But not everyone is built for that, right? And then how do we make sure that we use our money well in a combination of spending money on learning and saving money for what's going to happen after you learn so you're not stuck with debt the rest of your life and also so you have the money to go build a business or build a company or even if you work for other people invest in things that will, will make you money in the meantime all those kind of thinkings and then for those of us as we get older how do we continually learn how do we go deep and learn and learn and learn so we're not afraid when the tsunami of all the technical revolutions that are about to hit us AI, biotechnology. I mean, the world is about to quantum leap forward so fast that if we don't have a mindset of learning, we are not, for, who cares about the money? By the way, the greatest opportunities in history are about to come to make money fast and quickly. But if we don't learn about them and if we get scared and if we become old instead of becoming younger, and realize we know nothing at all, and we're going to start all over again and learn again. We're not going to make it to this beautiful life that we have as money makers. Money Maker is a production of Money News Network. Money Maker is written and hosted by me, Nelly Galan. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Thanks for listening. See you next time.